The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, welcome to Legit Bad. We're talking about Byerial. You will not know what that means. You're welcome. We have Rogueways on today, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about because we were doing the intro beforehand. But we did have a new review. Justin uh, at Planet Fatness added a review, and he said, Legit fat, legit faux real. And it doesn't really matter what he said because he gave us five stars. We appreciate that. Also, a shout out to him for loving the Are You a Fucking Canadian comment. Appreciate that. Uh, nobody knows that unless you're on Patreon because that was on the Patreon one. <laughs> well, uh, you have to get on Patreon. Oh, yeah. There we go. Plug for Patreon. Also, hopefully you're going to be getting on Rockfin soon. I'm going to be talking to the dude from Rockfin and we might be moving from Patreon to Rockfin. I'm not sure yet. Just depends. What else did I have? I had something else I was going to say. Has Patreon started blocking people yet? Kicking people out? No. I mean, we haven't. They have They have kicked some people off, not us. I mean, we're not that edgy yet, I guess. I yep. just don't think we're that famous yet. Yeah. We just don't have that much pull yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're once we start getting a decent following, they'll... Uh, they call us small taters. <laughs> uh, we were going to have Nick Hinton on tonight. He's been on... Uh, Triple E's podcast. He's been on a lot of stuff. If you know his name, you know what he's what he does, and it's really interesting. So hopefully, he'll we can get him scheduled back on soon. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wait. So did you say that you have no idea what we're talking about tonight? No, not yet. We'll find out. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, we do have. I'm trying to remember my calendar in my head. We got a bunch of stuff coming up. Scheduling's always a cluster, so we work around it. But always a uh, fuster cluck. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's about it. If I remember anything else, I'll add it in during the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time. How long have you been doing your podcast? Uh, I'm going to guess Oh, damn. Wow. Uh, everybody's yeah. veterans. We've been doing it awesome. since last August, so we're like newbies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a learning curve for sure. Yep. Yeah. And then before this, I had another kind of a show. It was like a show about the higher side chats. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Like so a that's fan actually show? how I started was I was in like a higher side chats group and they were like, you should do a show so we can all hang out and like talk about the show. And I was like, word. And so I started doing that. And I was like, well, if I'm doing this, why don't I just do my own show? Uh, so yeah. then I started doing Rogue Ways. So nice. Awesome. So what uh, I'm uh, I have no content whatsoever. Uh, what do you uh, what does your show revolve around typically? It's it's a like an eclectic bunching of stuff, but mostly I'm, I guess I'd say like um, paranormal, conspiracy, philosophy, and then it always comes back to the spiritual. And so I, um, which is also like what I do for um, work now. I guess you could say it's work. It doesn't feel like it, but it is. And um, what is what is that? I'm curious now. Um, well, I do. So I have, I basically provide spiritual support to people. So, um, you know, I've had, I've had a bunch of my own experiences, which is what I end up usually talking about on shows because people want to hear about like demons and weird shit and whatever. <laughs> so, um, but then I end up supporting other people who are also going through stuff like that, or they're looking to 
um, like kind of bump up to the next level of their own spiritual sort of skills or whatnot. And it's just like a hodgepodge of stuff. It's really every session I do, I call them guidance sessions and they're all very different. Um, like each one is just completely different. It just depends like what people need and where they're at and what they want. So it's really hard to even really describe it, but I do that and I do tarot readings and I've been doing tarot readings for a lot longer than I've been doing the guidance session stuff. But, um, and then I also teach, like I teach spiritual protection and, you know, how to develop your spiritual skills and these types of things. So I do like classes too. So like, um, like a life coach is, would that be that's kind the closest, of correct? That's the closest sort of thing that I think you could like categorize as, as but like a paranormal um, but yeah very yeah. very different too because i don't think most life coaches do like ceremony for people or bring back like messages from their spirit allies so um <laughs> oh, so it's like life coaching if you um you know are a spiritual on a spiritual level yeah so i don't know go... i guess life coaching is supposed to be like that too but does this I don't go into like transcendence or transcendence like, like, spir- like spiritual transcendence or anything i don't even know really what that means me either. I was like, what? I don't either. Like, what are you asking? What are you, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm probably not fucking saying the right shit is what I'm probably saying. Uh, what he's saying are. is he doesn't I'm know like, what he's doing. I, no, I like, own, uh, like lexicon for everything that I do. So you probably are. I don't know. Like the idea of what you, basically what you said, like helping people bump their spirituality the next level, that, that yeah. next, like transcending to the next level of their own inner yeah. spirituality. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> yes, okay I kind of get that now. I, I think it is the <laughs> yeah, wrong but word. Also but also yeah. with paranormal uh substance i guess so there's demons spirits things like that involved and you acknowledge all of that through the coaching yes absolutely Very so sometimes cool. people sometimes people come because they're having weird experiences they can't explain and most people ignore all that shit and we don't have people who help you understand what the hell's going on or help you get through it so sometimes i'm helping people who have this really like dark shit going on you know and then we might have to sort of like cleanse and like put up some boundaries and i think some people might think of that as like similar to like an exorcism right but it's not like in the movie but it's sort of similar you're like getting rid of these entities that have attached to people and that's like pretty heavy that's like the heaviest end of the spectrum you know and then there's other people who have um are having experiences and they're not negative and they're not dark but they're still like what the hell is this and what am i supposed to do with this and am i crazy and you know, or am I supposed to be behaving in a certain way or doing something? And so a lot of people come with just like, they're just confused. Like, what is this? And basically um, a lot of it is like helping people understand like, yeah, no, this actually happens to a lot of people. (laughs) You're not crazy. Uh, And it is something and it's not nothing. And here's what you could or could not do to it. Here's all the paths you kind of have to choose from, you know, now, depending on where you're at. That's weird. Yeah, I heard somebody just today say that he thinks nine out of 10 people have some kind of spirit attachment. So how do you go about getting rid of that? Because I burn the shit out of incense, but I don't think you <laughs> that's the only thing that you would do. It depends, right? Most people are, would be at a level, I agree that nine out of 10 people have some negative energy hanging around them. And um, a lot of times, like probably, I don't know, we'll just say 80% of the time, it's good enough to just state your intention that you're a sovereign being and this is your space and anything that is not you needs to get the fuck out and just like literally say it out loud and just hold that in your mind and know that that's what you're doing and that's enough right maybe 80 percent is too high a lot of times though it's as simple as that because a lot of these are just like little kind of shits that just like found that they could like poke you and and you were just gonna put up with it and let them and and then doing that they're like oh okay i'm out of here and sometimes so they're it's kids. a little bit more they're like intense. kids yeah yeah they're like little asshole kids Um, (laughs) but they uh the big the sort of like bigger heavier ones that might get attached to some people like uh sometimes we have to set up like a a process of um you know various steps that are intended to really really what it comes down to is 100 percent of what we do is about um like repetition and intention and knowing in our own mind and heart that this is working and that it's you know good (laughs) um because really what it comes down to it nothing none of those types of entities can stay in your space if your intention is that they don't they don't have free will and you do and so the only time they can really get through is when you've agreed with them that they can if you believe that they can then they can't right and that kind of sucks because then you're really like have to monitor your own mental space and a lot of people aren't that great at that so if it is that hairy level of a creature where you do have to work a little bit harder the 
really you what you're going to do is you're going to have like a ceremony that you do often as often as possible it's going to reinforce it every time that this is what you're doing and it works and that this thing can't come through anymore and the point of the ceremony would be to like bolster your mental capacity to make sure like to you know put yourself in the right space to yeah basically and and also to invite in your positive allies because this is the other thing i sometimes forget to point out is like nine out of ten people have negative uh interactions and attachments but 10 out of 10 have way more positive than negative we all have our like whatever you want to call it our angels our ancestors our like god or jesus or whatever you believe in sort of if you you know whether you believe in it or not it's around and there's way more of the positive than there is the negative so part of that you know ceremony that you do and this process that you do is exactly that you're reinforcing in your own mind that this is what's happening and what you're going to allow and, and not allow and you're setting your own boundaries right and then some of it too is inviting in those good guys to help you do that work because they want to do you get people that are seeking you out in this manner that also are not really receptive and, and walk in very skeptical to this? Um, I think I have a few people who come in like, is she really legit? Or is this a bunch of bullshit? Um, you know, which is no, totally normal. I, I do that to everybody. Like I've had people who are like, I'm, you know, I have a friend who's like, you know, I talk to pets and I'm like, yeah, right. You do. And then I, <laughs> and then I sort of like, you know, had her come on the show and like worked with her. And I was like, she fucking talks to pets too. Like there's no <laughs> doubt now. Like she talked to my pets and there's no way that anybody would know the shit that she knew about my pets. Like I have chickens oh, basically. And she was like, um, I guess they want like their blanket or they like a blanket. And I'm like, who <laughs> ever guess that a chicken wants a blanket, but my chickens have a blanket. And they love it. So like, how, do, how, how do they know, know what that? a blanket was? <laughs> when they were little tiny babies and they first flew out of their, um, uh, what do they call it? Their brooder or whatever. They were up on their edge of it and we wanted to give them another place to jump to because we're fucking ridiculous chicken parents. So we built them this like uh, platform with a towel on it so that when they were shitting on it, we could just like throw the towel away or like wash it if we were really <laughs> all about it. It was a chicken litter uh, so box? So that they wouldn't ruin other stuff and so they had this towel so they'd jump up to it and they'd sit there and they like loved it and it was their special spa and so they just grew up like associating towels with happiness so now if you throw Aww. a towel out they're fully grown now if you throw a towel out they'll like run to it scratch it like lay on it and they like love it oh <laughs> wow God. so she was totally right they love the totally blanket right. so we have chickens too so we have chickens ah. and we are also ridiculous pet parents in general yes. we're like helicopter <laughs> pet parents but Joe, we have a little brooder right now. Our chickens are maybe two and a half weeks old right now, oh, three weeks old. I love so they're in this little Tupperware and we wanted to put the heat lamp on on them, but we they're getting big now so they can fly out. And we have an yeah. outside cat that can get in and out and they're in the garage right now. He eyeballs So him. Joe built, he took chicken wire, cut the top off of a Tupperware and glued it on and taped it. So they have this little open space with the heat lamp. There's a little latch for it so it can go in. And they have this like handmade Tupperware just for them. It's ghetto as He fuck, also but built a chicken coop for them as well that we're going to get so ready sweet. to put them out in. But yeah. So we're in the I'm same. glad I you guys totally also it. used the Tupperware. That's what we used. Yeah. <laughs> well, the person, the person who gave them to us had it. So that's why we didn't, uh, we, we didn't know shit about chickens. Yeah. I was just going to keep them in a cardboard box or something, but. <laughs> We did the cardboard box at first, then we're like, this is mushy because they shit all constantly. Like, so yeah, I, did, I had no idea it. how much they Always. shit. Yeah, we it's use crazy. the we use the straw for compost for our garden now because apparently, oh it's yeah, really good, chicken shit in it. Hopefully, chicken food is okay too because they spill it every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> so it besides be your besides your super weird job you have, yeah. Uh, how did you get involved in like the Union of the Unwanted circles? Because that's how I first heard of your show, and I I don't know why I thought you had a co-host. I thought there was like two or three of you. I must have been thinking about Trusilla. But so you were on Union of the Unwanted, and then you were on Deborah gets red pilled too, right? I think I <laughs> yes. saw one of his episodes. We've had him on. Uh, yeah. But how did how did you get involved with like Charlie and all, all that group? Well, it's really funny because I actually thought you guys were Truthzilla too. So we both thought each other was Truthzilla. There we go. Because <laughs> I was talking, uh, Scott, I guess, messaged me and was like, hey, let's set up a show. And I was like, aren't we already doing that? He's like, no. 
I don't think we've ever talked. I'm like, oh, I thought I was talking to you on Messenger. He's like, no. I'm like, but you have a three-person podcast. He's like, oh, you're thinking of legit bad. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what we My have bad. them scheduled in, I think, for next month. I, I tried to pull them in tonight, too, but they already have a show going on, so. All the podcasters oh, are like, no, sorry, wrong number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we Mr. All just, Superman. We all get here. each other confused with each other. Well, I don't honestly remember how what happened was I got hooked up with Sam Tripoli first and I I have been trying to remember why or how <laughs> that happened. Like I don't remember. Um, uh, but I was on Sam's show and I was talking about um my my beginning of tarot, you know, when I when I first started doing tarot, I got a really large entity attachment. This is how I set down this entire path of understanding that these beings exist and that this happens to people all the time and that there's no one who will help you. Um, and so I decided to be the person who will help people uh, through shit like that. But so that was what I was on his show about. And again, I don't really remember why that even happened or how we got hooked up. It was just very lucky. Uh, and then I was on a show again and then again. And then I was on the Union of the Unwanted finally. And then I was just on again last night. And so it's just kind of coalesced. And Charlie... Robinson, um, I also don't remember. I think I just messaged him actually and was like, hey, do you want to do a swap, swap cast? Because I just found your show and you're cool. And he was like, yeah. And so we just did. And um, I don't think we even like knew each other from the Union of the Unwanted. I think we just connected. So I oh, think wow. that's how that happened. Um, yeah, we love, we love doing shows with uh, We love doing shows with Charlie. He, he's been on he's four awesome. times, I think, now. Oh, and we have yeah, him scheduled he's again. He's such, a, he's such a great show. He's so easy. He knows a lot of shit, and he can talk the whole time. It's great. Yeah. Like, I just ask a question. He goes off for a while. He's like, he's, like, he's like when you start the car, and then in the movies, they put the rock on the gas pedal. Like, you could just set the rock there, and then it just goes. Like, you don't even have to do anything <laughs> after that. He will just take it away from you. But then it also sprouts wings and like flies and then like comes <laughs> like, back oh, to fuck, you. I didn't know that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah, did a podcast about uh, who is the spirit attachment. There's like a, a group in maybe Tennessee that does a spirit attachment kind of counseling thing. I forget his name. I and now I feel either. terrible. Maybe Stephen something. I don't, uh, I don't remember. That was like last big. summer. Sorry. But they do like a counseling where they talk to you and uh, coach the spirit kind of away from you. I don't know. Hmm. It's I don't know if you've ever heard of yeah, them. But I, it was pretty interesting that there were other groups out there because I agree there is no one when you have anything paranormal that you think might be going on. They're like, oh, you're just insane. You need yeah. medication. <laughs> you need to go away from me. You're fired. Bye. Don't yeah. Well, especially up so here where really we live, cool. there's nothing like that up here. For no. sure. So it's cool there's people like you out there to help people who maybe are more open-minded with what could be going on since it's very close-minded to say we know everything and yeah. there's no way it's a spirit. You know, we have yeah. no clue. So that's amazing. That's actually what I was going to say next is uh, I very well might follow up with you after the show uh, because a as of this particular juncture in my life, I'm actually kind of like, branching out into all of these different areas um you're welcome shut the fuck up um <laughs> i would say uh, a good nine months ago there's a just a buttload of stuff now that i'm like i never even entertained the idea um mm -hmm. and that kind of thing is i would at least be willing to like tap into and see what it's yeah. about well, and I go, I do like a, I'd say, just say that I go into ceremony for people ahead of time. So basically when I do a session with someone, I go into ceremony and I'm basically going into like a deep meditation and I, you know, I've cleared the space. I've set a circle so that it's very safe. And then I've invited that person's allies to come and, and interact with my allies and then for them to give me whatever messages you might need to hear. And so it gets pretty weird sometimes, <laughs> like, like really weird, like some of the shit. And I'm sure it's like my friend who was like, I don't know, like, I guess your chickens want a blanket. And she was probably like, am I supposed to fucking say this out loud? Like it's normal, <laughs> you know, like the chickens I feel are that like, way shut too up. sometimes where I'm like, I'm supposed to go tell this person that this is what I saw. And like, but every time. Like never without fail, I come back and I bring this to the person and they're like, oh, that's like exact, that's this and this, and it makes perfect sense. And I'm like, cool. I'm glad it, I'm glad it meant something. And sometimes really profound, you know, like healing takes place and sometimes really profound, um, you know, entity or energy release or detachment takes place. And I can never promise, right? Cause I don't, Yeah, that's I fair. don't have like a, I don't, I just don't have like a, this is for sure what's going to happen, which a lot of people who do this type of work 
do. They're like, oh, I do soul retrievals and I do them for $300 and I do this and I do this for $500. And I'm like, I just go into ceremony and I do what I do. And then I come back and and we do like a counseling session about it. And I share what I saw and you share what you need. And then we, you know, decide on a course of action. Um, sometimes for me, but mostly for you for follow up to because really, it's all about your experience and, you know, your choices and the things that you can do to keep yourself, um, you know, safe and protected and moving in the right direction. And I'm just like backup, you know, and it's really each person is really in charge of their own spiritual health. I'm just like the I'm like the life coach on the side. Yeah. And so, the paranormal um, life coach. <laughs> yeah. And I like that because I think there's also a lot of people who are like, oh, you need me. You couldn't possibly do anything on your own. You're going to have to come every month, like keep like cha-ching, cha-ching. And I'm like, no, the whole goal is for you to feel like you're empowered and you can do anything on your own, but I'll still always be here in the background for you when you need or just cheering you on or whatever. And so I think it's a very different sort of experience than most people would probably have available to them. <laughs> Well, that probably makes know, it a little more like authentic me. too, because yeah, I can't stand the 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 psychic shows or whatever. You know, you buy a sixty dollar ticket to the Civic Center to go there and watch this dude do psychic shit on stage. It's ridiculous. I, it's fun it's to like make fun you, of something with purple, and you're like, I love purple. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly there's what there's I was an M. Say. I, there's someone with an M in your life that recently is had, it like, M or N or off. is it O or P? Yeah. Oh, it's P. Yeah, yeah see, I knew. <laughs> Or yeah. there's somebody, yeah, there's somebody with an N in your life. Oh shit, mom! <laughs> yeah. I think we all got. But one. I think I think pretty much everybody's on board with that kind of shit is just ridiculous. Yeah. It might yeah. make a good show, but what you're doing is way more do uh, no, per- personalized. Much more down to earth, more for the person, especially if your end goal is to not be generating more income from it, like they're suggesting they want from you. That's awesome. Yeah. So for the sake of yeah. it, I, I know exactly what you meant. Um, but I think down to earth is probably the last description that I would give her. No, she's bringing them <laughs> down to earth. She's what? sending the spirits away and it, leaving the people here. I know, if they're correct that nine out of ten people have it, that's pretty down to earth because it's uh, not very <laughs> unique of a problem to have. So Yeah. No, that's well, that's it. what bothered me so much when I had this experience when I was very young because I was like, something really clearly paranormal is happening, you know, and I... I knew I wasn't insane, but, um, but you may, it makes you wonder if you are You're like, am I insane? I don't know. But like, I don't think so because other people are seeing this or that, or, you know, physical objects are moving and, and whatever. And so I went like, who do you go to? Well, I went to the church because the church is the only one I would have thought would know anything about this. Right. And they, they literally don't. were like, well, you need mental health. And that's the end of this story. You're like what? I don't <laughs> like, need Jesus. Don't... Are you sure? You guys are the ones who say that demons exist. They don't actually. Most people who go to most churches don't actually believe in demons. And I'm like, it's in your books. It's in your holy books that there are demons, but you don't believe in them. And that's really weird to me. So what yeah. is the point of you? <laughs> you, know, you tell us, can you tell us? I know you probably have talked about it 100,000 times. So sorry. I don't have... I don't no, know, it's good. but can you tell us a little bit about what happened and why you started this? Some personal experiences, whatever you want to share, feel free to leave out yes. what you want, but I would love to hear about your personal experiences. Yes. and they're Only the pretty, juiciest ones. They're pretty terrifying. Uh, this, I think it's a pretty terrifying, it's no longer terrifying to me, but I know that it's, it can be scary to people. So if people don't like scary stories and maybe don't listen to this part, but um basically what happened was i went to a a party and um it was a pretty lame party honestly we were all in aa so everyone was sober but uh we we were um doing tarot readings and i'd never heard of tarot seen tarot i probably had seen it in like a movie or something you know i don't really know but i hadn't really had any thoughts about it or encountered it ever and so this girl was doing tarot readings and I basically always just like kind of sat back, especially with shit like that, because I knew there's all these people who are fakers and like charlatans and whatever. And I'm like, this is probably a bunch of bullshit, right? Like, so I was watching everyone else get readings and finally it was my turn. And so I was like the last person to go and um, I didn't have any discomfort or apprehension. I just was like, okay, this is like a weird card game thing, whatever. And, um, but the way that she did it was that you and her, like her and I together invited and I'm not actually doing this right now. I'm just saying it for educational purposes. We invited any spirit, any spirit. We just said, will a spirit come and like empower or guide this reading? Oh, so shit. That was, that's dangerous. This huh? is the exact moment where shit went wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
So don't ever do that. Um, and I think anyone who studies any of this stuff knows that. But I think a lot of people think you can maybe say something like that and, and or even ingest or something and that it's like not consequential. And I, I really think these things are waiting for any opportunity to like come in, to attach, to feed off people or do whatever they can. And so whatever came through was much more powerful than I would know for a long time. But um, the reading itself was really, really wild too, which again, I didn't really know at the time, but she started freaking out. Like each card she turned over, she was freaking out more and more. And I was like, dude, you're the one who's supposed to like know what the fuck is going on. Like, why are you freaking out? Should I be freaking out? Is this bad? Like, but basically if, and again, I didn't know, but at the time, but now I look back and I'm like, that was a crazy, I've never had any reading like it since. Um, but every single card in the entire 10 card reading was the major arcana, which there's only 21 out of 70, shit, 72, I think. I don't know, however many cards are major arcana, the rest are the minor arcana, which is like the regular deck of cards. It's all suits and numbers. And the major arcana are like our archetypal, like, you know, energies. And so there's a lot less of them. And so the, the major ones them. are like the, the Jack queen, King, King, ace type of thing. No, that's still minor arcana. Oh, wow. major is like a whole other category on top of like what a regular deck of cards would be. Uh, and it's things like, I'll just, it's like the, there's like the fool, there's the magician, there's the high priestess, there's the emperor. And it just goes through. And by the end, you're like the universe. So it's, it's kind oh, of like meant to be a progression of our, of our psyche and some people have compared it to the hero's journey which is this cycle that any good story goes through where you sort of leave from home and you're like young and fresh the and eventually jo you get joseph like campbell stuff and, yeah joseph campbell stuff so yeah. it's it's like that section of the deck so there's there's only 20 22 of them and i got 10 so it's very improbable uh no matter how you cut like the probabilities it's very unlikely that you would even get 10 out of 10 cards with major arcana it's even more unlikely that 100 percent of them except there's only one card in a reading that would never be read reversed so that one was right side up but otherwise every other one was reversed so i got 100 percent major arcana and 100 percent reversed and the, she was like losing her mind she's like this is fucking crazy <laughs> she's like are you like the fucking i don't know what the button she just like stopped and like and i was just like Okay, like now I just have to live. Like, like what? If, what was that? Like, You're like hey, I don't man, know. we're just at an AA fucking thing. Jesus. Yeah. Maybe you should exactly. drink. <laughs> Seriously, like, can we get high now? Like, what? The fuck? <laughs> so, right, I need to so drink. I, Shit. Yeah, and I didn't know. You know, people are like, "Oh, did shit start happening right away?" And no, it didn't really. And I think that entities like this are sometimes intelligent enough to know that, like, if it would have started just like hitting me with the bizarre shit that later happened right then then i probably would have got wiser a lot quicker and just like cut it off as well as i could at least but uh by not doing that i was getting in like a deeper and deeper relationship with this thing without even really knowing what i was doing and so the attachment gets kind of deeper and deeper and harder to therefore get rid of so it, it's they're smart um so it took a little while for me to start to even notice that anything was weird. But in the meantime, I started doing tarot as well because I was fascinated. I was like, well, that was like, that was freaky and weird. And some of it was like right on for my life, you know? And I was like, how would you have known this? Or how did the reading know or whatever? I just got, I got interested in it. So I actually bought the exact same deck. I started doing readings and I started asking that exact same spirit to do the readings and they were uncanny every time every time people were like how the fuck did you know this <laughs> and like uh and so i got this like reputation as the weird tarot reader girl and i would do readings for people and um and it was just really intense so as that started going on then um what could probably only be described as like poltergeist type activity started happening in my house and I still, you know, when you like, I don't know if you guys have had any really weird experiences, but our natural response and my natural response was to be like, that didn't really happen. Like something, there's some other explanation. There's no way that this thing got up off the middle of the table and dropped in front of me. Like it must have, I must I have must just not crazy. noticed it was actually on the side of the table and then I stomped or something and it fell like something else happened. So things kept happening and I kept telling myself things weren't happening. So that even took a little while for it to like really start getting my attention. Um, but the one that I think finally like clicked and got me was that uh, it, 
I hate explaining it because it's so like unnecessarily complicated, but it doesn't have as much impact if I don't so explain it. So it's this flashlight we used to have, this is the nineties. So like they're uh, plugged into the wall, so a rechargeable flashlight, right? And you have to pull it out of the wall, depress a button, hold it down the whole while, while you're turning the plug-in part back into the device until it clicks back in and then press a different button to turn it on. So this flashlight was sitting on the wall and I was like walking out of my house to go to another party and um, it just jumped out and turned on. And at first I was like, whatever, like I just like picked it up. But then I realized in trying to plug it back into the wall that I would have to depress the button, pull the plug in thing back out and have already turned it off to even plug it back into the wall. So then I remembered for it to come off the wall and turn on, it had to have done all that by itself. So I just picked it up and threw it and ran out of the house instead. So I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, Fair. What the fuck? Right. So then, but then I was like driving to the party or whatever. And I was like, dude, what if all that shit was actually weird shit that happened? What if when the thing jumped off the table, it was actually weird too? And what if the other thing and whatever all the things were and it like hit me, I'm like, some weird shit is going on at my house. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this shit? So this is, like, while, no, this is while you were fucking around with the asking the spirit to read your tarot cards. So is that the point when you kind of put it together and you're like, oh. Maybe it's that fucking so thing. So you were entertaining this bad spirit. You were like, hey, dude, help me out. And you didn't even know you were doing like, it. I'll help you out. All kinds of weird yeah. shit moving. Yeah, yeah I yeah, moved that yeah. pencil. You see that? Because once it started being able to attach this net looking back, because no, I didn't still at that time, I did not associate these things with that spirit or tarot. I still just thought something weird is going on. Some ghost is fucking with me or something. Um, ghosts exist exist i guess and they're fucking with me like you know because none of this shit really existed in my head before this but um i what was i even gonna say so you were driving you were on the way to a party and you were come you're bringing it all together like all of the weird shit plus the flashlight and you were like yes. okay oh this is all i was crazy. gonna say too that i think that because it had connected to me and I think the reason it was doing that shit was to get this fear response. Cause that's like a burst of energy it gets to eat basically. Yeah. Um, right. So I didn't know that at the time. I just didn't connect the two and it took me a while to ever connect the two, but um, I started at least putting that together. So then when I was home alone, which was frequently my, my mother worked nights as a nurse and my brother had already moved to Europe. He was older than me and my sister was always off doing whatever she was doing. So I was often home alone and um I started just feeling really weird because I was like, I don't know, are there ghosts? Are they fucking with me? Like, am I gonna, am I gonna get like attacked? Like, what is this shit? And so, um, I was sitting, you know, in my uh, living room one day, and my my dog, the best dog in the whole world, everybody loves this dog. This dog loved everyone. He had like the best temperament. He was like the happiest, most lovingest dog. I had never, ever in my life heard him growl, right? Ever, not another, ne never for no situation. Uh, and we were sitting in the living room, and I felt this like chilling cold first and then i felt like i was being watched from behind me and i was like i was like i don't want to turn around but then i was like no one's here like that's so stupid like no one no, no one's here nothing's happening but i was like i just felt like something horrendously evil was right behind me and then my dog got up from his corner of the house and walked over towards me and was staring behind me and started growling and i like lost my shit like i like ran into my bedroom and got under the covers because covers are the internationally safe. like protected zone super safe <laughs> yeah no wonder your chickens um, like them my dog came in with me and i was like something fucking evil is in my house like my dog growled at what i felt was there like that's real you know like i just couldn't explain it away anymore and now i was terrified because i'm like well what the fuck is it and what do you do about it you know and and now he's happy um, yeah. yeah yeah exactly this is like feeding time frenzied now so then I also had never connected that since I had started this whole process with tarot, I had started having sleep paralysis. Oh, and I, shit. The old hag? Sleep paralysis? Yeah. Yeah. But I had... Yeah. You've had it? Yeah. So I have, I have ideas about that. Um, but I had never gotten to the part... So generally, people who have sleep paralysis, you know, wake up, can't move, can, like, kind of perceive reality still, but can't get up and are awake, but otherwise can't move and then sometimes and it's i think in 10 to 20 percent of people i can't remember um end up experiencing uh like an entity um coming into their room and sitting on their chest so it's not everyone who has sleep paralysis um but it's always pretty terrifying for most people not everyone but most people don't enjoy it so i had been having that and not enjoying it 
for a while, but I had never had it progress past the just waking up and not being able to move part. But that it was either that night or shortly after that night that the you know growling and the cold and the horrible evil feeling had occurred uh, that I went to sleep and I had sleep paralysis again. But this time, I could see my room for some reason, even though my eyes were closed. Right. So I had that same feeling of I'm totally awake. I can hear, you know, the TV in the other room. I can like perceive all of this, but I'm not able to move. And I can for some reason see, even though I think this is sort of like an out of body experience that people describe. But I wasn't I was out of my ask body, that, but, yeah. Right. So I could perceive this. So I saw this dark clump of cloudy swirling energy come through my bedroom door. And I felt that same feeling that I had felt with the evil thing behind me. And I was like, this is that evil fucking thing. And I can't move. I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I heard my dog come to my bedroom door and scratch at it and start whining. So he knew that this thing was coming in at me. And he could, I know, <laughs> it like breaks my heart. He knew that it was not good. But then I, it like saw me seeing it or understood that I could see it because of whatever sleep, not sleep state I was in. Uh, and it morphed into this little girl shape, really similar to like the little girl in Poltergeist, which I don't know if was intentional or not, <laughs> um, but like black, it was like a silhouette of a little girl and it was glowing gold. And I looked at it and I thought, oh, it's just a little girl ghost. And she's just probably stuck here. And she probably just needs to like figure out how to go to heaven or hell or whatever the shit she needs to go to. Like I got all this compassion and like disarmed feeling of like, oh, it's not an evil thing. Ooh, that's what it wanted soul. to do to you. Yeah. It was which totally fucking with you. Which is exactly what I heard in my head right at that moment. Right. As I thought, oh, it's just a little girl ghost. And it just needs help getting to heaven. I heard, literally heard, not like your own thoughts or like a voice came through and said, that's just what it wants you to think. And it heard that too, as far as I can tell, because it then turned and leapt at me, like, like it was coming at my chest. And I um, said, dear God, help me. And as I said, dear God, help me, like a shield appeared and it hit the shield and bounced off and got so fucking angry. Like I felt <laughs> its fury. He's like, why like, you gotta bring was... God into this? <laughs> yes. It was like, how did you fucking figure it out in time? Like, I was right there. Like, I almost had, and I don't know what happens if it gets you. I right? have no idea. Um, and I, I just heard you like become president of the United States. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get a black eye for a day, and then... <laughs> then you're in politics. And then you can't make a speech yeah. or do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. Just like yeah. jitter. <laughs> so I luckily... I heard this sound that was definitely not happening in real life, but I could perceive because of that state that I was in somehow. And it, um, when I describe it, like the best I can say is that it was like, if you could hear like 10,000 cars crashing into each other, like while bombs explode, while like thousands of people are screaming, while like brash percussion is like clanging and like electricity is zapping. Like it was all negative sounds at once. It was like this din of just horror and it was like that was the sound it makes when it's angry <laughs> um so that was Sounds terrifying in its own way it took a while right that i was sitting there with this like shield with it like just making this sound at me angry and i was like i mean i don't know what am i supposed to do and i finally just woke up at which point i ran into my mom's bed i'm like probably 16 at this time or something somewhere in i'm a teenager somewhere in there you know and i ran oh, wow. and jumped in my mom's bed and she just rolled over and like kept sleeping but i look back i'm like you didn't wonder why i was like <laughs> freaking out in your bed <laughs> you're like i was a teenager <laughs> yeah. she's like oh it's just your hormones honey go back nice to sleep mom. i would have been like get the fuck out of here but... i know <laughs> Your mom's well, she awesome. was probably too exhausted to even hardly notice. She was just like, oh, what? Okay, I'm going back to bed. She's Aww. like, oh, okay, you saw, oh, and then a shield? Okay, that's a good story. Right. Yeah, no, that's what they do. They do that, honey. Go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, so you're insane. I'm going to ignore this and go back to work. <laughs> and then your mom so, woke up thinking she had a bad dream, so. Probably, yeah. <laughs> just something came to my bed in the middle of the night. Like, talking yeah, about um, shields. I had a dream that you got in my bed and started talking about weird clanging noises and shields and shit. <laughs> so this was 16 years old? 
Yes, I think so. I really don't have. I but I could go back to my diaries and like find the it exact doesn't... date, but I well, don't. No, remember. I didn't but realize. It was around then. Okay, I didn't realize that it was that long ago that you started having that. So, yeah. so after that happened, what did you do? So I, well, also while I was in my mom's bed, although I felt safer, I was not feeling very good because I had, as far as I knew, just gone completely insane and probably was never coming back because that's the best explanation I had because again we don't talk about these things and nobody (laughs) you know there's just nothing there's no frame of reference so I was like either demons are real which you don't want to admit to yourself either right like that's not a fun thought (laughs) so either that's happening or I'm completely insane none neither of these options is good so either way I'm having like the worst night of my life and um I couldn't sleep and it wasn't just because of you know, that I was like kind of wired or, you know, that this had happened or upset. But every single time I closed my eyes, I saw like the most hellish scenes imaginable, which I would not even be willing to describe, but more horrible than any horror movie I've ever seen and, and more disgusting and like depraved. And that's not coming from me. Like I don't have that in my head. And so this is, so then I'm starting to become aware that even though, even though I somehow shielded myself from like the worst of whatever was trying to happen, something was still affecting me that was coming from outside of me. And I just, you know, I have, I have my flaws and I had my shit going on, you know, as a child, but I definitely like had no reason to have this, this constant imagery stuck in my head. So it was very disturbing and I really didn't sleep, but I also, and here's the point where people will say like, oh yeah, well you were in AA when you were like 14 and did like a shit ton of drugs. So you probably really are just insane. And I completely understand that assumption, but I, <laughs> I have to say that I, when I went to school the next day, I had been to school high on acid. I had been to school after three days of not sleeping because I've smoking crystal meth for three days. <laughs> like oh, I had been shit. to school on every possible, like, you know, hungover bullshit. So like, and the Which point one was the to worst to go to school on? I would imagine acid. Acid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You're like cranked out. You're like, yeah, I'll do some fucking math. Woo! But you're like on acid. You're like, dude, why is his face melting? And you're like, just trying to roll out of the room. <laughs> and stoned, um, you're just cool enough to be like, yeah, whatever, school, I'll do this. All right, bye. So many people Drunk did acid went to school and were fine. And I was like, I don't understand how you could do this. Oh, oh Jesus. But all my friends, therefore, knew, you know, how fucked up I could get or be or like had seen me just like fucking, you know, three days not sleep. Or so more they were or just and, they were just calling bullshit. They're like, yeah, that's what she does. She's probably just fucking just frying. Like <laughs> no, I walked it. This is I wasn't going to tell anybody. I was like, I'm just going to sit with this for a while and try to figure out why I'm like seeing hell and fucking shit's happening to me in the middle of the night. But when I got to school, I got out of my car. And like the first person who saw me was like, hey, Lynn, oh my God, what's wrong? And I was like, um, I didn't sleep very well. And they were like, dude, like, did someone die? Or like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. And then like the next person who saw me was like, holy shit, like what's wrong with you? And I'm just like, why is everybody responding like this? Like they know something. I, I can't like get Girl, it did off I me. F- so it's- did I forget to put on fucking makeup? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I naked? Like it was crazy though. Cause they're like, they had never said that to me out of all the years that I've been like fucked up and showing up at school fucked up. And nobody had ever said anything like that. And every single person was like, Whoa, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I couldn't take it anymore. So I was like, I have to, you know, get help. I have to find something. And so the first thing I thought of was my friends, um, very, very, very Christian parents who had talked about demons before and were the only people who had. So they're the only people I thought of. I was like, well, they know what demons are and maybe this is a demon and maybe they can help me. Um, I was completely unaware that you had met me and Joe's parents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I really like, and and it's so weird because I was so annoyed by them the rest of my life. I'd known them since I was like seven and they'd always been like, you know, Lindsay, you gotta like save your soul. You're gonna go to hell. And I'm like, what a rude thing to say like how dare you but now I was like thank god they always talk to me about this because then I knew who to call so I called them from school and uh like probably from a payphone I guess and was like oh can I come over and they're like why and I'm like I don't know what happened to me last night but it was not good and I need help and I think they were just like cha-ching we're gonna get another soul for Jesus so they're like yeah come over 
Which are like, the only time a Christian parent will let you skip school is if you have a demon. <laughs> uh, I, can, <laughs> right? I can attest yep. to that, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally legit. So I drove to their house and they were, you know, waiting and they were like, tell us what happened. And I told them and they're like, you have a really powerful demon who's like after you. And I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? And they're like, you just pray to Jesus. I was like, that's all. And they're like, yeah, like, let's do it right now. And I was like, okay, like I will do anything. Cause this is hell. Like this is horrifying and terrifying. And so I did the the prayer and I don't remember the exact prayer, right. But it's probably, probably a lot of people listening have done it, whether they chose to or like, or not of their own free will or not, but something like, you know, Jesus, will you come into my heart? I don't, it's something like that, right? Yeah. Oh, remember. she got saved. I was say, Hallelujah. The, it's what they I call, it's the altar call prayer. That's the come up here, confess your sins and all that stuff and uh, invite Jesus to come and reside. Which seems yes. like just inviting another entity into you. So, I mean. It is. It is. <laughs> it's just a good one. So I did it. And it's I was just like, the jury one. is still out as to whether or not that's also a demon. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, joking, I'm, I'm joking. sure. Not to I am church. sure there are people who look at it as the same. But I said the the prayer, and the the crazy part is I would never ever be able to experience this again, unfortunately, because it was the best feeling I've ever had in my life. As soon as I finished the words, from head to toe, it just went, and all the like darkness and evil left, and I just had peace. And I had never felt that before, but I especially in stark contrast to the pure hell that I had been feeling, which I didn't even realize how bad it was because I had just been doing it hour after hour since that previous night at whatever time I had gone to bed, you know, or woken up or whatever. But it was just instant and like pure and beautiful and amazing. And so I always tell people like, you don't, you don't even have to know what you think Jesus is, but if you're having some shit and you're in like a crisis moment, like you could call on that and that works a hundred percent of the time as far as as far as so, i'm concerned do you think that's so, do you think that's a, an archetypal thing that it's your brain and there's so much it's almost like jesus is the biggest egregore ever and yeah. there's so much power built up because of people believing that that it works whether or not you believe in jesus or think he was a real person so it's just more of like a, a mind over uh demon matter that's exactly what I think. And it's possible I'm wrong and that Jesus is actually like the one and you have to, you know, and that I don't know, right? I don't even claim to know, but I do think that it's much more likely that it is that that egregore sort of idea or the um, Rupert Sheldrake's morphogenetic field is the theory I most commonly go with. And this is also how I deal with spiritual um, situations with people is countering the morphogenetic field that's that's come to attach to you or attack you with your own morphogenetic field that you've created of like boundaries and goodness and not allowing it in and jesus is absolutely like you said whether it was a real guy who lived or not i don't even care so many people so many millions of people over thousands of years have put this idea into this shape of jesus that says that you will be saved and that no hell or demons or whatever can harm you anymore and whatever. So there's people who are, who would say, don't call on Jesus, just do your own morphogenetic field, which I also would prefer. I don't care. I don't care. Like call on all the good spirits you can think of, you know, that's great. I just mean, I think it's even more powerful if you can create your own morphogenetic field of just your own boundaries instead of necessarily like giving part of yourself away to something or again, I'm not going to say there's anything bad about it. I still love Jesus and think he's rad. Uh, but I just also have other spiritual energies that I work with that I think are cool. And I have no problem with that relationship. I just know, I just know there are people who think that it is, is best to do it on your own. And I think that's also cool. But I just am like, why wouldn't you, if you're like crying about your cat dying or something, you're going to call your friend. Like what's the difference, you know, spiritually you're calling your friends. Yeah, I would think of there's so there is so many stories of people, uh, whether it's paranormal stuff or uh, even UFOs that do the Jesus thing, and it seems to just instantly go away. And it just makes me think that Jesus is like the strongest archetype of pure good, you know, facing off against the pure archetype of the worst evil. So that's well, like a bank account of like. So, like, if you think of Egregore, if everyone's putting all their energy into Jesus, it's like this gigantic, gigantic bank account tulpa. that people could just tap into yes. and be like, hey, I'll take some. 
But what you're suggesting is that you're like, hey, I'm going to be self-employed. I'm going to make my own income. I'm going to make my own energy. I'm going to close out my account. And I'm going to generate it myself. And if I have to tap into the Jesus thing, okay, that's fine. That's great. It's there for you to use. But you have your own little, you know, not income necessarily, but your own little boundary. I love that. Yeah. No, that's a really good analogy. I love that. Not even income as much as uh, output, your own, you know, spiritual output or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's weird words for these. And then you really have this like space you've created that you take with you everywhere you go, you know, because some people also are like, well, if you go to like a haunted house or if you go to this like bad area, then you're going to pick up these attachments. And I'm like, I don't. You might. I'm good, though. I have this. I carry this with me wherever I go and nothing's allowed to attach to me. And I think sometimes they try, but then they're like, oh, just like a kid, you know, who's like poking you and trying to figure out where your boundaries are. Like, (laughs) I feel like they do that, you know. They're like, but, oh, I'm going to fuck with her. And then they're like, oh, it's not good in anywhere. I'm out of here. So speaking <laughs> of that, like when you go into a situation you'd think it would be, you know, uh, negative energy, for lack of a better word, do you actually do that? The visualization of like a, a fucking, like a, what do you call it? Like a shield from Star Trek or something, you know, like a an actual oh. like thing that like bounces shit off of you. Because that yes. I've heard that's a really great thing because it actually puts you in your puts it in your head whether that is actually there or not it actually puts it in your head that nothing anybody's saying is gonna you know I'm rubber and you're glue <laughs> yes <laughs> it's the same kind of yes. idea I even do it in that shape of the um, the double torus or whatever the toroidal field around us that if you guys seen that it's like a the batteries have it and we have it the electromagnetic it. thing mm-hmm. that's like a yeah. heart yeah. heart shape thing I guess. I do that. I picture it coming out of my head and coming around me and then coming back up in the bottom. And it's this like huge uh, energy field. And, and I actually, you know, a lot of my practices I do are to reinforce that exact sort of structure, you know, and just like we were talking about when I'm teaching people how to like set their boundaries and keep that, it's the same thing. The more you do it, 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 the more it's built up, the more it's like automatic and you don't even have to keep putting in the same amount of energy because it's just like any egregore or tulpa or morphogenetic field like it's it exists it's just there do you feel like they attack you when you're trying to help people because honestly what i 100 percent believe in what you're saying i've thought about this for a little over a year now um as far as uh attachments and things like that and protecting yourself from things that we can't see or observe do you think that they come at you a little more often now that you're protecting others and trying to protect others Yes. And it's been a, it's been like a lifelong process in which I've had a lot of help from a lot of people. Um, I would say like me, but they were all like shamans. And I just don't call myself a shaman because I don't have a spiritual specific tradition that I follow. But I do, I have learned from and worked with shamans in order to get where I'm at. So I have a lot of this sort of shamanistic uh, tool pack that I draw from, I guess. Um but I just don't give myself, I don't give myself any title because I don't have a spiritual tradition that I come from. And so I don't, I don't have a title. <laughs> and that's why when I'm describing it to people, they're like, so like what? I'm like, I, I don't have a better way to describe it. Sorry. You're, but, you're like an, uh, oh. an urban shaman. Or, yeah, uh, urban yeah. shaman yeah. I, yeah, you do seem like a shaman though. You seem knowledgeable and uh, realistic and real, I guess. So I would, Thank you. I would absolutely describe you that way. I do. There's nothing I do that's different from what shamans do. Um, so I, do you, so in that do you sense, drink, uh, ayahuasca and eat peyote? I don't do that. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't, I don't use, uh, any substances really, unless I need to for ceremony, which is pretty rare. And so even like weed, I, but I'm also, and I think this is another part of like my spiritual path is that I think you get more and more sort of like pure or sensitive energetically. And so I'll take like one hit of, I mean, I used to, I, like I said, smoke crystal meth. So like <laughs> shit was rough. Now I take like one hit of like weed and I'm like fucked up, like beyond yep. what is normal. <laughs> right. And it's so legal here. Oh, you're in uh are you in your mountain t- Colorado. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's legal there too. Yeah, it's legal here and it doesn't matter. I guess I'm just old or something because the smallest hit of the good weed and I'm just like, Okay, well So do you think that well, you're past me? <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that your past experiences, though, with doing drugs and things like that when you were younger, do you think that maybe gave you a little bit of insight into that spiritual dimension? Because we've kind of read and doors. listened to a lot of podcasts and books about, 
things like that. Yeah, unlocking your brain to see things that you wouldn't normally be able to see. Whether the drug is good or bad for your body, it does things to your brain that lets you see a little differently. I definitely, yeah. The perspective I've gained, especially from hallucinogens and, um, you know, the like, are is... Like, I know it's um, given me new understandings and insights, like, throughout that time period that I was doing that. I also think I was literally born this way, because weird shit would happen all the time. I just, I, like, I didn't really think about it or notice it or, you know, I had this time where I went to my friends um, and I was like, it's really weird. People are, like, coming to me for, like, spiritual help and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And they were like, well, duh, like, you've always been like that. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, you didn't know. And I, I think a lot of people have that, right? Where they're like, this is just part of who I am. Like, I don't even really understand that it is like different or spiritual or whatever. It's just part of my life. Um, and so I think they're both true. Like, I think drugs definitely had their role to play, both in opening up my consciousness, but also in inviting in, you know, some dark shit, which it can happen too. And I think that's part of why it's it's cool if you want to go exploring that you know for people who never have or whatever um but to do it really intentionally in a in a spiritually safe way and and you know having maybe done some of that protection work first and like allied yourself with some of the like entities of the light um and and just really clear intentions because i think it's really really easy in those states of mind to let shit in um, cause your guard is down, you know, and some of those, some of a lot of drugs, you're kind of even absent, you know, your consciousness is not present. And anytime, um, and we talk about this, um, in a lot of shamanistic traditions, anytime you're unconscious, you're like literally leaving a, a void for something to fill and something will fill it. Cause nature is not cool with a void, <laughs> you know, energetically, spiritually, physically, all of it. Um, so when you, you know, if you're drinking so much, you pass out and you black out, like, something attached to you and it's going to stay there for as long Fucking as it can. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like when I went through trying to clear this, that entity was not, first of all, the praying to Jesus didn't get rid of it. It just got it out of me. Um, there was a long, long road of getting rid of it. Cause it was a really powerful entity, but also every time I had done all these drugs over all these years and passed out or done this or that or whatever I had let in, who knows how many tiny little ones, you know, and, that takes a long time to get rid of too. <laughs> so like, you don't, you don't want to go just like rushing into any of that kind of stuff. And you definitely don't want to put yourself in situations where you're vacating your body. Oh yeah, for sure. What I was kind of talking about was that you accident, if you, especially if you were already naturally inclined to that kind of thing by experimenting with drugs, maybe you were subconsciously shutting it out because you maybe subconsciously knew that that would be a thing. And then accidentally letting things in and then having to experience it it was kind of like fate i i don't know yeah but no i think you're absolutely right i don't know i don't i'm not saying you did it like inviting anything in and i highly yeah. do not recommend that to anybody else at all <laughs> yeah. but um just especially if you've already experienced things and then kind of blocking things out or just doing drugs just to experience it letting those things in it's it's never a good thing i think you're absolutely right I think you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, like you said, the more I've done sort of this work for, first of all, myself and then other people, then a lot of these entities do want to like attack, you know, in the first place they want to attack because they're like, oh, she's like waking up and getting out of it. Like that's a food source we're going to lose. Like let's like jump pile on or whatever and, and shit can get really intense. And then uh, again, like you said, when I'm uh, working with other people, sometimes the they'll try to um, lash out at me or, or attached to me or whatever. And I'm very, uh, I would not say lucky. I'm very practiced now in not allowing that and being very wary of all the various ways that that can happen. So that's the only reason I do anything for other people is because I got to that place too. So like, it's a long road. I mean, I don't know how many, I was 16 then I'm 39 now. Um, and I just started doing this work for people, I think literally last year. And before that, I was always like, I would do tarot readings, which is, you may say like, why would she do tarot readings again? That was a long process to come back to it too. But I no longer invite any spirits into that. So it's very safe and very different. <laughs> um, <That's good>. But, <laughs> but so what you're uh, describing kind of sounds like uh, even just, you know, the modern mindful mindfulness movement, uh, you know, walking meditation, whatever people want to call it. Do you have a meditation practice you do to kind of, you know, prop up your mental state all the time? Yes. 
Yes, and I um, and I have many practices that I teach other people too. I have a daily series of practices I do. I have practices I do every single day, and then I have practices I do from time to time. Um, and the daily practices I've done, there's there's many I can teach and share with people, and that's part of what I do in some of the the guidance sessions is what I call them um, with people. Is if it becomes apparent in my ceremony that their allies are telling me there are certain practices that would be really good for them, then we will practice those together. And, and then that will become part of that person's sort of arsenal as well. Um, and then there's some I'm not allowed to teach or share with other people that I do um, daily too, that were given to me by various teachers that I've had that for whatever reason, you're not allowed to share. Is it like, <laughs> your, I, uh, I don't really what do they like call that. that? They call it the, the transcendental meditation. Hey, there's transcendental right there. Uh, there's like <laughs> the, what is it when you say something over and over again, like ohm? Mantra? Or mantra. Peace. Peace. So Let is that one peace, of the things? Peace, peace is one of the Yeah. Things. Is that one yeah. of the things like you have a specific word that you're not allowed to share because it's yours? That's actually the first one I ever did in on purpose. And that was when I started having sleep paralysis. I went to a, um, a sweat lodge, which was very uncharacteristic of me and completely random. But I think, you know, like you were saying, uh, Jen, that it was like almost like fate, like things just happened to sort of bring me further and further down this path. Um, but I was at a sweat lodge and I was like, this is fucking weird. It's a bunch of old ladies like naked, like in a sweaty ass lodge. Like what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, but what am I like, doing? <laughs> Seriously, I was like, no, really, am I crazy? Like, They were probably the coolest uh, bunch of old ladies, though, I bet. Uh. They were. They were rad. And by, like, halfway through the ceremony, I was like, oh, I can tell them about my weird shit. And I was like, hey, I wake up and I can't move. What the fuck is going on? You know, and, like, one of them was like, uh, I don't really know about that specifically, but I would do this. And she taught me a mantra. And that's how I, every time I'd sleep paralysis, I would just say this mantra over and over again to just try to calm myself down and, like, not give into the fear and just, like, let it sort of pass the way it, you know, an end and, and I don't remember if I'd wake up again or go to sleep, but, um, but whatever. So mantra was the first thing. And that was either way it worked. Like, yeah, it did. Awesome. <laughs> I need to learn one. Cause I've had sleep paralysis a couple of times since we met. It was, I've never had an entity. I've just woken up and I saw the room just like you said, oh, wow. I woke up and I could see the whole room we were in, but there was like a weird green glow. Um, yeah. It was like foggy, but I couldn't see a thing. There was nothing there. And I was just like, shit, something's wrong. So I tried to close my eyes and open them again, and that didn't work. So I tried to scream, and my scream just sounded <laughs> like the worst like, groan. Uh. I was just like, uh. like so, he, so he's woken up to me. It's been two She did three. a Joe Biden uh, speech in her uh, dream. Yeah. <laughs> he's woken up a it was few times to me, <laughs> groaning, and then he'll wake me up and go, babe, babe, because I'm like, trying to scream and I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs in the dream yeah. I guess or whatever like, babe you're not at the special Olympics like, you're fine <laughs> I just sound like the worst it sounds so embarrassing so but yeah I've had oh. it happen a few times since we started dating actually so it's you sorry no I'm just kidding but <laughs> are you in a new place together too or is it just just uh Joe that's new has it happened here? No, I don't no, think it's, it's happened here at all. it's never happened here. We've been together for six years. It was the first, uh, I think it was the first time I came to visit him. We met online. Super fun. So, like, I was just brand new. Like, we were meeting. And I had been here the second night. And he woke up to me, like, groaning in my sleep like a fucking psycho <laughs> to this awesome. green glow in the room. <laughs> but I could see the whole room. I knew where his dresser was. I could see the door. Everything was exactly the same. And I could see it. But I wasn't awake, and I knew I wasn't, but I was in my body because I was in the same place. I just couldn't move, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so heavy right now. What the fuck? And I couldn't do anything. So I just kind of screamed, like, I think Joe's over there. Can't move my eyes, but uh. <laughs> Meanwhile, during this night, I was probably blacked out drunk and peeing on the dishwasher. probably your entity. Yeah, you got the entity. pee demon. <laughs> Dude, it could have actually no, been I, if you feel like you might be dealing with that it could it could have actually been from from um, i have bed. felt like that for a little bit i've seen weird things we can talk about it after we're done the podcast too but <laughs> i was I've just seen the visions that you talked about with things you weren't welcoming i was just gonna say we're we're at over an hour now are you good are you you want to button this one up for the night i know uh, it's later way, over there i don't know what you guys normally do we will let you go for the night yeah, uh sorry. is there anything you want to plug your social media books anything like that 
Yes, I would love it if people come over to Rogue Ways on YouTube or on any podcast app and go to rogueways.org if you want to learn more about the spiritual work I do or if you want to book a session with me um, or just, you know, chat a little bit. And there's also, I write stuff, I have novels and there's orgone pendants that I make that can um, provide some spiritual protection for you. And I do crystal jewelry as well that I bless. I give blessings to people. Blessings right now are still free for a little bit longer for any uh, purchase that anybody makes you just get a free blessing with that and the blessings alone can be really powerful so if you're someone who like doesn't want to like talk about shit that's happened to you or whatever but you do just want like a boost then that is a really cool option too for you um and yeah i hope to see people and i also have a community that i do over at rogue.locals.com and it is uh it's supporter based so you know it's two dollars a month i think it's super cheap and you get free content or sorry you get extra bonus content in rogue ways that you don't get for free but you also get to interact in a place where you're not censored so i think we all know facebook sucks ass and doesn't show anybody anything that you post ever <laughs> for me at least and for a lot of us who have truth in any of our posts so like here on locals uh you can post anything and everybody sees it none of it's censored like it's all in order of appearance they don't fuck with your like ordering of shit it's just really refreshing to go back to that place where you can actually communicate with people so if you want to hang out with other cool people who think about things and question everything and i love this community too because people attracted to your guys's show i'm sure and to my show both um have that same attitude of like we don't know for sure and we're not going to pretend we know for sure we're all exploring together so like we can throw out anything nobody's gonna mock you or make fun of you or tell you you're stupid or like you know people are gonna be like oh maybe or like here's this other thing that i saw yeah. too and and then we all learn together so i really enjoy that about that community so i also have that going on and i think that's all <laughs> awesome that's well, awesome i'm definitely gonna check it out for sure i'm ag super excited again thank you so much for coming on last minute we appreciate it and uh yes. we will Thanks definitely be doing this again because i loved it yeah Absolutely. this was awesome yeah thank you someday someday you'll have to come on rogueways too hell yeah for sure all right have a good night <laughs> you guys too Thanks for joining us on this free version of Legit Bat. If you want access to the second half of this conversation, head over to patreon.com slash legitbatpodcast and catch the rest of it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.